Okay, um, as far as last week's game, uh, really outstanding effort by our defense. I think we covered all that in the post-game stuff, and, and it was good to get a win. Uh, two good football teams going at it, two ranked teams, and so it was a, uh, you know, a, a uh, like I said, a good performance by our defense. Uh, turned the ball over four times and was able to overcome that, which doesn't happen very often. So, so we move on. Um, New, new challenge this week, Cal Berkeley. Um, as far as uh, the injuries in the game, none were season-ending, and so that's the you know that's the, the only statement we'll have about that is that none, none of them were season-ending, and and uh, which is good news for us. Um, you know, back at home this week again uh, against Cal, they've had uh, some ups and downs this season. Started out you know four and zero, big win uh, against the Huskies, and uh, as of late. Uh, you know, have not uh, been able to continue that success. They've, they've dropped a few, but but uh, we know they're a good football team. We know that uh, they play outstanding defense, and uh, we're gonna. You know, they'll have all our attention this week, just like just like every week. You know, there's no looking past anybody. There's no uh, having being distracted by you know what's going on throughout the rest of the league as far as who's positioned where. It's it's all completely focused on uh, the Bears, and that's. That's where we're at. So questions? Kyle, um, talking about, after you watch the film of the game and that, about your defense and the, maybe the job Morgan's Cowley's done this year. Uh, yeah, defense played outstanding, like I said. The numbers were as good as I can ever remember as far as uh, just from a statistical mm -hmm. standpoint. Uh, I thought the plan was very good going in. But again, the plan's only as good as the players that are executing it. And the players did an outstanding job. Um, you know, the front four applied pressure all night long. Uh, the back end was was outstanding, obviously, with the four completions on the entire night for 25 yards. I mean, that's that doesn't happen in this day and age of college football. So, so that was uh, outstanding. And Morgan's uh, doing a great job with those guys. Morgan and his staff. You know, it's not just a one-man show. It's it's Morgan and the entire defensive staff. But again, it all boils down to players. That's the that's the bottom line. Is is your your players, their talent level. And uh, their, uh, you know, just their mentality, the the commitment that they have to what you're doing. Jason Shelley obviously got the the start last year when Tyler went down. What's what's been the difference this year where he's been splitting reps with Drew? Well, Drew has really progressed, and uh, it's pretty much a week to week thing. Uh, they've they've jockeyed back and forth for that number two spot, and uh, you know, Coach Ludd uh, this past week thought that Drew had had the better. Practice week, and so he got the he got the uh, the nod when when Tyler went down, and later in the game, when we wanted to uh, maybe up the dose of the Q run game because we were running the game, you know, not not a four minute offense, but but just try to take some clock off. Uh, Jason is is the better quarterback run guy, so that's why we made the switch in the in the next couple series or the next series or the next time that Tyler exited, I should say. Over the past three games, your defense has allowed opponents to convert just 18% of their third down opportunities. Uh, how much of that is, how much of that success rate is due to what you're doing on first and second down as the defense? A lot of it, you know, um, you know, third and third and eight, third and nine is a lot easier to defend than third and one or two, and so you know, first and second down have a great deal to do with your third down success. Uh, so 
yeah, the answer is it has it has a lot to do with him. We, you know, and, and that really stems from people not being able to run the ball. If they can't run the ball effectively, then you're going to find they're going to find themselves in third and long a lot more often than than if the run game is is uh, you know producing. What have you seen on film from uh, Cal's uh, star player on defense, Evan Weaver? Great player. I got a lot of respect for him. I've been watching him uh, all season long. You know, just whenever you watch turn the Turn the games on on the weekend. You can see him uh, playing. He's a he's a big, physical, tough linebacker, and uh, makes a lot of plays. And I think he's a tremendous player. We think he's a tremendous player. Herm Edwards said he apologized to you after the game for the way they mm -hmm. played on some plays. What was your takeaway from the whole nature of the game? I just was, uh, you know, I thought it was a class act on him, or a class move on him to apologize. I got no take on the rest of the stuff. I mean, I don't ever want to get into that. Um, it was a physical game, hard-fought game. Uh, I'm not going to whine about anything or complain about anything. It's just a, a good physical game. Kyle, I don't know if you've have you been able to watch the HBO behind the series with ASU and Florida, any of that stuff? No, I have not. No. So my question to you is, if HBO theoretically came to you and said we want to spend a week with you behind the scenes, would you be receptive to that? Where are you kind of on the in season? Uh, I'd be receptive if I didn't have to be in it at all. <laughs> but, but if I had to be in it, then it would probably be debatable. So, but I, I, when is it on? I didn't even know anything. <clears throat> Wednesday nights. My wife won't let me have HBO, so <laughs> Scre screwed there. <laughs> Uh, going back to the quarterbacks, if Tyler wasn't able to go, who would be most likely to start of the other two? And then just what strengths does, does Drew give you as a quarterback that we don't know about? If Tyler wasn't able to go, um, it, will be a, a comp it would be a competition. It will be, would be. Uh, and like I said, it's every week. It's not just if Tyler's healthier. We've got to know who number two is every week. And uh, Drew Lisk is an absolute student of the game. He, he's got complete understanding the offense. And, and when I say these things, it's not that Jason doesn't, but I'm just giving you Drew's list. Uh, he's accurate throwing the football. You know, it, it looked like he wasn't accurate on the one route up the sideline. That was a, a, a incorrectly run route. You know, the route was supposed to break out, and the ball actually was where it was supposed to be, but the route didn't match up with it. Uh, let's see, he threw three balls. He had a nice check down to Zach on the one that he really got whacked on. And then, uh, it was a catchable ball on the other one, the, the post route. And so uh, Drew's accurate, um, really good decision maker. Uh, Jason, more athletic, better runner. And of course, you got a good idea what Jason's about last year and the extensive playing time that he got last year. What? <laughs> do, you, do you expect to have to defend the QB run game this week? Well. I think that's an every week thing, just about an every week thing. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the backup, you know, they're playing with a backup not exited, maybe in a concussion protocol thing. We're not sure what's going on with that. So so there's a chance we could see the freshman. Uh, and, but, yeah, you got to prepare for that every week. That's something that that uh, that element is almost always present week in and week out. With Cal's defense, you already talked about one of the standout players, but it seems like they know they're under the gun every week, and they know, you know, the offense with a quarterback injury, you know, they and they just don't seem to flinch. Why so consistent across the board? What have they got? Well, Coach Wilcox is an outstanding defensive coach. He's he's had a lot of success throughout his career as a D coordinator, and he is uh, just a, a really 
outstanding defensive mind, and and uh, you can see his influence and feel his influence on the defense. And they just take a lot of pride in what they're doing. And you know that's you know when you have a, a team that's united, you don't really get down on one side of the ball or the other. I mean, you just keep playing hard. And that seems to be what they do. They just they're, they don't care about what. Uh, you know, what success or lack of the offense might be having, they're just going to play hard and, and take pride in what they're doing. Kyle, can you expand on the play of Jalen Johnson and the challenges he's met the last couple of weeks? He's obviously stepped forward. Outstanding. And that's, uh, you know, that is, as I've said so many times, such a weapon for a defensive coordinator to have a, the ability to take something away and know it's going to be taken away. Not hope, but just know it's going to be taken away. And uh, what was it, one catch on the little tunnel screen for seven or eight yards, and that was it. That was the extent of the evening, and and that uh, is a tribute to Jalen. But as much as Jalen, this particular week, the front four had that quarterback on the run from start to finish, which really helps the secondary out. Along those lines, what uh, statistics do you look at in terms of pass defense, and, and why are you doing so well lately? We look at pass defense efficiency. That's that's our number one barometer of, of how we're doing defensively. And the reason is is because you really can't control how often a team throws. If a team's going to throw the ball 50 times, they're going to get 250 yards. It's just the nature of the beast. And so uh, you, what you do is look at what's happening when they do throw it. How, what's their completion percentage? How many yards per attempt? Uh, touchdown to interception ratio? Those type of things are what we're looking at uh, when we gauge how we're doing uh, in pass coverage. When uh, uh, Zach was kind of knocked out of the game uh, uh, temporarily, can you kind of explain what the ac actual concussion protocol is and how he was cleared to go back in the game? Uh, well, there's a series of tests. I'm not an expert on it. I know that uh, there's a series of, of uh, some of it's verbal, some questions, and and some things that uh, they they put the the athletes through that are that are suspected of concussion and uh, kind of like a drunk driving test, I guess. You probably wouldn't know about that, but but uh, there's a, there's some similarities there as far as, you know, uh, just dexterity and, and awareness and that type of thing. But you can get a lot better answer on that from our trainer than, uh, than I could give you. If I remember right, this is the first year you've had that the, the injury tent or the medical tent in plays. What, what does that provide you on in terms of sideline care to help these players? Well, it keeps the TV cameras off the off the player and allows them to, to uh, assess them and evaluate them without being disturbed and and uh, not having commentators make uh, you know just uh, guesses and, and you know trying to figure out what's going on based on what they see on the camera. It's just more it's just a more professional way to uh, examine the player and and uh, not have the distraction of, of uh, outside. Uh, things going on. <coughs> Is there a deeper issue there and why your wife won't let you have HBO? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think there is some some motiv motivation there, but I don't know what it is exactly. But Hasn't been a lot of field goal kicking this year. Uh, is that by design, trust in the offense, and maybe lack of trust in the field goal? What's the situation there? Well, that's a good question because the the, uh, the attempts have been down. Uh, I think, you know, with our kicking situation, we feel like Jaden Redding is a, is a very accurate kicker from about 48, 47 in. And uh, we've had a couple fourth downs, and I think it was consecutive weeks, we're right at the 30 or just slightly inside. I think it was a fourth and seven and a fourth and eight in back-to-back in -back games. And uh, 
it was just on the, you know, it's, it's all percentages we feel from, you know, 48, 49, he's about 50, 50. And, uh, you know, we had a chance in both those situations to, it was a, you know, could have gone either way, but we decided to go for both of them. Both of them turned out fortunately in our favor, but uh, we have no hesitation going to Jaden inside of 30 yards. It's just that we haven't been, those are, those situations haven't arisen as much as years past. And when we've had Matt Gay and Andy Phillips, when you're on the 30 to all the way to the, about the 36 or seven, that's field goal territory for those guys. And so, you know, Jaden's just a freshman. Maybe, you know, in ensuing years, he'll be able to extend the range. But for right now, uh, based on the percentages, we just think he's best from about 47, 48 in. So. The productivity in the run game until the touchdown run to make it 21, the productivity in the run game hadn't been as good as what you were used to. Some of that's obviously Arizona State, but are there some things you need to fix in that run game with Cal coming up? Well, we didn't hit movement as well for a stretch in the game as, as we usually do. There were some twists and stunts that, that we didn't handle like we should have. Uh, they loaded the box up pretty good too at times. There was a lot of uh, zone blitz in there, run zone blitzes, uh, bringing five and you know four under two deep and three under three deep behind it. And so, uh, the, and they were, what, second best run defense in the Pac-12 and amongst the top 10 or 12 in the nation, I think, going into the game somewhere up there. And so it, we knew it was going to be tough sledding, you know, just in general, but then they did some things that we didn't handle very well in addition to that. Cal, there's been a little separation in the standings, but the fact is you're not even halfway through the conference season. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of how you're looking at things at this point? There's a lot of football left. Yeah, exactly. That we're not concerned with you know who's playing who yet and who's got to do this and who's got to lose and who's got to win. There's too much football. All we got to do is win this week. Our whole objective and our whole focus is trying to get a win this week and and uh, like I said, not not get distracted by anybody else's business. Take care of our own business. When Garbers was playing for Cal, their offense hadn't scored 30 in any of the games since he's been out. Offense hasn't uh, been in the 20s in any of the games they've been in the teens. Does that affect your offensive game plan, knowing that their offense hasn't been that prolific? Well, everything affects uh, both sides of the ball. And we, and we talk about that. We have a game management meeting every Friday and, and talk about uh, the exact you know, a preliminary one on Sundays and then a final one on Saturday, on Friday. And, and uh, it does play into it, you know, because, you know, play Washington State, for example, you know, you have to score points most, most times you play them. I mean, last game was an anomaly, but, but uh, you know, you run, you run the offense uh, maybe a little more wide open some weeks because of what you have to do and take a few more risks. Or if you, if you think that, that maybe uh, it's going to be a little bit of a more low-scoring game, then that will affect you as well. So, yeah, it does have an impact. Can you just talk about the, the Pac-12 and the uh, depth that it has this year? A lot of the lower teams have won games like Oregon State and UCLA, and it seems to be one of the deepest maybe it's ever been. I think it is, and uh, I think it's our, one of our greatest strengths and maybe our biggest weakness is that we cannibalize each other, and every week somebody knocks off somebody, and you always hear the term inexplicable win or loss. There is no inexplicable loss in college football period, let alone the Pac-12, that's it's because it's college football and you got to be ready to play every week and to say, well, just because a team's favored by a couple touchdowns, how can you explain them losing? It's because of the nature of the game. I mean, there's so much emotion and the matchups, uh, you know, injury factor. I mean, there's just so much that goes on that, uh, and, you know, back to your original point, I think this is more balanced this year than maybe ever. Every week seems like somebody that you had no expectation of, of, of winning comes up with a win. And so that's just the nature of, of the game. Was there any kind of theme of Bradley's three sacks the other night and 
Also, has he become a more complete player beyond a pass rusher? Uh, definitely has become a more complete player, and he was never bad against the run, but he's, he's uh, kind of like Tyler. He's, he's uh, for a senior year, he's playing his best football. He's a complete defensive end. There really is no weakness. He plays the run. He plays the pass. Um, I'm not sure what you meant by theme of his three sacks. What did he do to get to Oh, he was just he's making outstanding moves on that offensive tackle. Uh, we turned him loose two or three times for inside moves. I think he got a sack or two on the inside move, which you know you, you cover him with a with a D tackle because if you're going to take a chance with the end, you got to have some some coverage for him. And so so again, that goes back to Scally's. Uh, game plan and the coach's game plan of, of uh, kind of structuring things, for, structuring things for him to uh, have some more freedom. Kyle, you've mentioned your disdain for 8 p.m. kickoffs or just late kickoffs in general. I'm wondering. I really haven't said disdain. No disdain. Because everyone asked me when you'd rather kick off. And okay. It, yeah, I get tricked into that a lot. You guys ask me a question, and you make it sound like I brought it up, and it was my thought. But well, my question is is. Knowing that you want to get to the game as soon as possible, when you mm -hmm. have an 8 p.m. kick, how does Kyle Whittingham kill 12 hours of time when he wakes up on a Work Saturday? out for about four hours of it. That's the first thing. Uh, Legs an hour, arms an hour, back an hour. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Abs, try to work on my six-pack. But uh, it is. It's challenging now on Saturdays. It's a heck of a lot easier than on a Thursday or Friday because you watch college football in addition to that. I mean, you're watching games all day long, and it it's actually can be kind of entertaining some days. But uh, no, I, <laughs> no, Gilligan's Island maybe, but and in fact, to show you, to illustrate how old I'm getting, when I was, I love Gilligan's Island. I used to watch it all the time, and Mrs. Howell looked ancient when I used to watch it. I watched it the other day, and she looked young, and I'm thinking, <laughs> seriously, I'm thinking, I, I couldn't believe it because it had been a big gap since I'd watched it, and I thought, the lady that used to look really old now looks way younger than me. So, anyway, sidebar, sidebar. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.